Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 65. Lauren, do you ever wonder sometimes if you share a little too much on the podcast? Or do you ever have moments in your your day-to-day life where, you know, when we sit here and we record, it's just us talking? <laughs> and then you come across people and you're like, oh man, they know that about me. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I said that the other day when we were trying to talk George, my husband, into getting on here. I feel like when I'm recording, I'm just having a conversation with you. Girl talk. And so I I do, I am like oblivious to the fact there might be thousands of people listening to me at some point about very personal, crazy, personal things. That's so true. Private. And I no. like never think about that. I really don't. I don't ever think about that there's people listening, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. I just kind of am an open book. Just I mean, go for it. I don't know, but it's, yeah, it's just funny when you do come across people now and then. But I think the TMI factor sometimes, and I don't even think we're that TMI. There are people out there that say even crazier, more real things than us. Totally. Uh, I think, but I think our TMI factor kind of like, yeah, opens that door to like new friends and being personal and really connecting with each other. Yeah, we hear that the most is that we're relatable and people feel like they're sitting in the room with us, which is awesome. And that's all that we would hope for, you know, people feeling connected as friends here. No, it just kind of made me laugh because I, yeah, I had a little experience and it's like reminds me, oh yeah, people actually listen. (laughs) And people know that. Like, yeah, wow, they know a lot about me that I don't know about them in return. It's so so funny. I love it. All right. Well, before we get started with episode 65, just want to take a moment and remind you, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please take a moment and pause and run over and hit that button and come right back. Um, And then if you haven't yet, Um, We would really appreciate it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating and a review if you enjoy what you hear today. We really are just a lighthearted, fun show to regular moms who it was kind of a bucket list item for us to do a podcast and we've been doing it about a year now and we just have a lot of fun. We talk a lot of different things and it's just kind of a free for all, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, in this episode, to give you the rundown, we are going to be... Doing a little bit of pop culture up front. We love our Bachelor talk. Yeah, we are missing it major Monday night TV. We're missing our Monday night TV. And the Bachelor Nation recently revealed that they're going to have a new format come out soon um, of a show. Well, and I think I think they're doing it for the Corona vibe. You know, the fact that they can't be producing right now, um, you know, Oh my gosh, what's her name? Claire. Claire. Season has totally been put on hiatus and who knows. So I think they're doing this temporarily, but I am really excited for it. Yeah. So we're going to run down kind of what that's going to look like. And then um, we're going to share some of our all-time Bachelor favorite moments, people, seasons. Seasons. Yeah. And I don't know Lauren's. She doesn't know mine. We're going to see where that takes us. Okay. Then we put it out on Instagram last night. We said hey, we're going to answer questions on our next episode. It's a free-for-all. Send us anything. So we got quite a few questions. We're going to select maybe four or five, maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And um, answer them here. I think they're kind of all over the map. I honestly have not prepped for them. Have you? Yeah, no, we're literally (laughs) just doing like a full live tell-all that we're just going to go with it. We're pretty much as live. And then, um, yeah, I think that's about it for this show. Um, And then we're going to wrap it up, as always, with our hits and misses of the week. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's just dive right into 
The Bachelor recap. What are they calling it? They're calling it The Bachelor Best Seasons Ever. Yes. And so from what I understand, Monday Night TV now, that two-hour block, they're going to take a season and all the highlights and the drama in two hours. And they're going to narrow it down to two hours and you get the whole season in two hours. So for like our, like for us, big fans that have watched a lot of seasons, it will really be fun to kind of go back and relive it and remember all the drama from the good and the bad and just in one night. So I think it's, I'm really excited. So fun. So that starts on June 8th, which is the day this episode will drop. Yep. So check it out tonight and we can talk. Maybe we'll live on Insta. We should. We, we should totally do something should. about that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's just start off. Who is your all-time favorite bachelor? I know who you're going to say. Should I guess? I know who you're going to say. Yeah, just go. Sean Lowe. Yeah, it is Sean Lowe. But I was going to save him for later too because they're probably one of my favorite couples too, him and Catherine. But, but I, are they now or were they on the show? Two very, very oh, different very things. Different. That's very different things. Yes. I think they are now. I think they're a really darling family. And I think that the way they have this just really... Sean's sense of humor and her, yeah, she's also really cute and quirky and playful. And so I just think they're really fun and their kids are adorable. So I, but I will say I really loved Colton too. Mm. He was, I felt like he was really authentic and I feel like his journey was very like complex and real, super dramatic. And again, he's also very like down to earth, like normal guy. There's a few, Mm -hmm. like, I can think back. I feel like there were some, I mostly liked all of the Bachelorette season, but there were a few guy Bachelor seasons that I could say were, like, my all-time worst. Oh, totally. I mean, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo, Peter, Ben. Do you remember Ben, not Ben Higgins, the other Ben? Oh, gosh, that was, like, ooh. Yeah. And at the time, you're like, oh, it's fine. But when I look back at it, it was bad. Not fine. (laughs) Somebody's getting fired over that. It was your favorite. Um. So Sean is also my favorite. Yeah. And mainly because I feel like he was he took it the most serious. Yes. I feel like he was ready to get married. Right. He like really was looking for a wife. Um and he's just a doll like oh, all yeah. the way around. Like it's he's it's awesome. so funny. He posted um Catherine's like audition tape the other day and he's like I'd still pick you out of 25 million women and she is so funny in it she's like hey Sean I'm from Seattle and then and she's showing her mom the pictures of him and she's like yeah he's an all-american beefcake (laughs) and I'm like yeah he is like that would be the epitome of Sean Lowe like he is just like that all-american beefcake and it's funny Colton and Sean also happen to be the virgins so your type the blonde (laughs) athletic yeah Sean truly is like my type through and through Totally, totally. So I love him. Okay, what about your favorite bachelorette? Okay, this one might come surprising. Mine too, go ahead. Okay, my bachelorette, and the reason I pick her is because her season to me was like, I I don't even know. I might have been like freshman in college. I can't even remember when she aired, but I was so invested, and I thought it was very dramatic, ups and downs. Allie Fatowski. I really liked her season. Now, are there other bachelorettes I like love and maybe have like a little more like personality and crazy that I like or more entertaining to me? Maybe. But Allie's season, I thought she stood up for herself a lot of ways. Do you remember the Frank Mm -hmm. twist, the rated R crazy guy? There were just so many things like 
oh, so many things in that season. Yes. And I just remember really like loving her season. I and still I think follow she did a good her job. on Instagram. Oh, yeah, me too. She's a doll. Yeah, she's such a cute, you know, stay-at-home mom, but yeah. she's still very involved with stuff. And her and her guy, what was his name? Roberto. Roberto. It was Roberto. Yeah. And he was a stud, but they mm. didn't, you know, mm-hmm. last. But Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Um, okay, mine might really shock you. I have two. Okay. If I'm thinking my favorites for two very different reasons. Okay. Caitlin. Bristow. I knew you were going to say that. I was about to say, Caitlin. Caitlin, only because she brought the entertainment. She was 100% yeah. herself. Yeah. She owned who she was and her tattoos and like all the things. For she sure. was kind of like the, the alt, like alternate, like. Well, do you remember how they chose that between her and what's her face? That pretty who? girl. Who was um, it? The other one. Becca? No, the other one off of Chris Soul season. The one they all thought was going to. Becca Tilly. No, no, not Becca oh, Whitney. Tilly. No. Chris Souls. Chris the farmer. Iowa, yeah. Iowa farmer. Yeah. That beautiful girl we all thought was going to win. What was her name? It I was mean, Becca Tilly. Be- no. Okay. Lauren, I will fight you pause, over this. Pause. Pause. No, it's not. We just paused, guys. Okay. And she literally yep. just Googled. Brit. You're it right. It was Brit. It's Brit. That beautiful girl. She was so, she was like totally front runner. And then like f- number four or five, she got sent home. And she lost her mind. She, yeah. Something yeah. went crazy with yeah. her. Yeah. And so these two, remember, these two came back and the guys had to pick oh, who yes. they wanted to be the bachelorette. Can you believe that? <gasps> On after and the they, final rose. Yeah, that's right. No, I think it was like opening night. No, was I it? remember them being at the ma- mansion. That's all I remember. And the two of them there and they each gave a, like, I remember it being super weird. Oh, I think It was like right. a battle off. <laughs> like That's so crazy. Yeah. You're right. Caitlin and Britt. And Caitlin right. got... Got it. So she's mine for that reason. But then if I have to say most likable person, I think I would pick Ashley. Boring Ashley, the dentist. Oh, Ashley Rosenberg. And I only say that, or her Desiree. I only say that because I think- Oh, really? See, both of them are kind of more of my like- I just think, no, I don't mean interesting. No, I I mean just good people. Good people. Like good humans. Solid. Like make good mothers. Oh, yeah. Like just, you know, good people. I so very different. The entertainment value, Caitlin. I mean, with what's his name, Nick, and all the things that happened there. But then, like, just if I like them on a personal level, it'd probably be Ashley or Desiree. Well, and the funny thing about both of them is they both had very dramatic moments with Bentley, who was a Utah boy, and Brooks, who was a Utah boy, oh. and they brought major drama with both of those seasons, like big. Like How do when, you remember all oh, this? Oh, when Brooks dumped her on the dock, I was screaming at the TV for Desiree. I know. Broke my heart. Ugh. And then Bentley, do you remember how cruel he was to yeah, her? Yeah, he was horrible. He was cruel. I wanted to scream at the producers, get him out of there. Yeah. He is literally making a mockery of the whole show. Yeah, Bentley. 100%. Ew. Okay, so, yeah. your, your favorite couple um, in oh. the season. Your favorite bachelor season couple, not now. See, I I would say okay. I was okay, not now. I loved Caitlin and Sean. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they had this like almost like they had already picked each other, and and then that season got crazy with Nick in there too. Um, no, I get that. They were a good couple, and I I love like I said, I love Sean and Catherine now. Oh, that's tricky. Who's yours? I okay, no, I'll, I'll jump second. in. I can remember. 
really liking Brad Womack and Emily Maynard. Yeah, I remember. In their season. I feel like for the first time ever, you kind of saw The Bachelor break the mold of like admitting he chose his one ahead of time. Yeah. I can just remember them like in one of, towards the end of one of the dates, she was having doubts and him telling her, you're the one, like, it's you pretty much without saying it. Yeah. Because before then it was like, there were rules. They did not say, I love you. They were not allowed to like, there were like some hardcore bachelor rules. It was not this like Chris Harrison. Oh, they get to pick, do what they want to do. All the things, you know, right. I can just remember Brad like wanting her really bad. And I really liked them in the season. I think they were a mess outside of the TV show and they didn't last obviously, but I thought they were really cute. Their season. Oh, that's so hard. I mean, there's so What many. about moment? Your favorite Bachelor moment? I know you said this and I was like, oh man, I can't think of necessarily in, in this moment. Or the one that jumps out to you, yeah, the most memorable moment. Yeah, it's more like moment. the negative, but like I will never forget. Do you remember Jake and Vienna? And I didn't cr- watch that season. Oh gosh, the crazy that they were. They were just toxic. Oh yeah, they were crazy. Oh. And then there's just the Jason Mesnick, like that will you go down. You just took mine. I know, that will go down. Mesnick, Mesnick's my favorite moment oh, of the whole Bachelor Well, thing. what? the After the rose, yeah. the balcony, yeah. all of it. Him on the balcony. The balcony like is just iconic. Epic. Yeah, it is. It, Him on the balcony and you just felt his pain. <laughs> he like made the term. He pulled a mesnick. Like that's pulled a mesnick. When you're just like in the depths of agony. Like Oh, oh I know. Yeah. And then our hometown hero, Ari here. Ari. He he pulled a mesnick too. And yeah. you know, those true truly dramatic endings, which I mean, I can feel for those guys. At the end, you are feeling for more than one person. I mean, or the Ben Higgins who said I love you to two girls I know yikes yikes I mean there's so much I think Ari was the one who I was like pissed at the producers oh yeah after that after how they like let him look on that and I get it like maybe he didn't make all the right decisions like that's probably a super hard situation but I just feel like they totally threw him under the bus with how they portrayed him right and set her up to be the bachelorette chasing her around the house yeah it was just the whole thing but then it's funny because you do have a lot of those endings that are very I mean think of Peter yeah just recently the Hannah to the um Maddie to all the things yeah I know but this will be a fun little walk down memory lane yeah to see like the recaps and all, I think. I think so too. Awesome. Okay. Well, I wanted to leave the bulk for the questions. Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. First question from a listener says, I had a traumatic fourth pregnancy slash birth, but still don't know if I'm done. How did you both know when you were done having children? Well, I think you have a more definite answer than this. For me, I think it was because of, um, it's a decision together between husband and wife. And so I think if either one of you have, for whatever reason, kind of feel like I'm done, like I don't want to have another child, I think that's reason enough because I think you have to both be 100% on board. I would not say I ever for sure had that 100% feeling of like, I know I'm done. I do feel complete, but I think um, it was more of like thinking ahead. Like I could do another one, but what does that make my future look like? Like, what does that mean for me? Does that mean I'm going to just be like going crazy? The expense of a fifth child, what the dynamic of five children looks like for me. 
um, all of those things, I think those were deciding factors too. Like if I had a fifth baby tomorrow, would it be the end of the world? Would I not want it? No, I I could probably have one or two more and still be okay. But I think that's where that's what's hard for me. Like there was no definite moment. I think it was just kind of living in the four and knowing this feels good. I feel like I, if I do one more, it might push me over the edge. Mm -hmm. That was where I was like, I just don't want this to go too far where I'm not having fun anymore. And I can't enjoy this because then it's like, what kind of mother am I? Right. Well, and, and you, she said she had a traumatic fourth pregnancy. You had a miscarriage. Yes. You did have a fifth pregnancy. Yes. We've talked about it in previous episodes. How do you think that assisted in your decision? Well, at I all? know that getting pregnant by a surprise there, um, it was scary for me. Not only because it was close to my last baby, they would have been close together, but also like the number five had scared me for some reason. I just felt like overwhelmed at the idea of five. I think in like, again, financial, I think in just the comforts of like home and car and stupid things like that. But then also just like my own like sanity level. I'm like, can I do five and still be good at this? Will I be stretched too thin? Will I be too crazy? Will I be just frustrated all the time? Like, I don't want to feel that way. And I even feel that way now a lot of days. Mm -hmm. Like I have my bad days like any mom and that's four. And there's some days where I'm like, oh, I wish even even yesterday, my my middle boy said, oh, I want to have a baby. You need a baby. And there's talk of a baby. And in that moment, I'm like, yeah, that would be so sweet. But like some days I'm at my wit's end with four. How in the world could I cope with five? Like that's where I'm like, I just want it to still be manageable and enjoyable Mm -hmm. on all aspects. And that's where I guess you have to question. And like, I think my heart is big enough to, like I said, if I had five, six or seven kids, but it's just truly the logistics that go into it. And so you don't feel like going through that loss and that miscarriage, that didn't like necessarily make you yearn for that more. Because I think some women might say it, that. I, I wouldn't say that it made me yearn. It made me question where like, yeah, our intentions are, or what, yeah, what does this look like for us? Does this mean we're meant to have another one? Do we need to have another one? Do we want another one? Um, it opened that door. We explored those feelings. And like I said, initially I was stressed and kind of scared. I was like, oh my gosh, we're having five kids. Right. But then I adjusted to that. And I, as anyone would, we adjusted and made it work and we were getting ready for that. And then we miscarried and then that was gone. So it was kind of like, okay, should we, should we not? And we decided not to, because that's what we had originally planned. And I think we stuck with that plan. But that that's a weird, it's a weird place to be in. And- I, I only ask because I think when you do kind of have like those traumatizing experiences, yeah. um, it's, it does maybe leave some unresolved feelings yeah. or some feelings of doubt or yes. questioning or things yeah. like and that. And I think that is totally natural. And I yeah. think that does happen. And you just have to like explore your norm. And I think just listen to your gut and your intuition. Right. Like, what do you keep coming back to? Right. If you can't shake it off, exactly. You know what I mean? If you can't shake it off, you're not finding peace in it. You cannot settle from it. Then yeah, maybe that's saying something to you. Mm -hmm. And there is times where people don't want to have more kids, but Mm -hmm. they really feel like that's the right thing to do. They feel like there's another baby. Let me share my experience. Well, really quick, I want to ask you a follow-up question to what your story said, because I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure if I know the answer. Where was George's head at after 
the fifth pregnancy. Yes, was he, he was, 100%? Was he questioning? Were you guys on the same page? I don't remember. He was like, he was okay just settle, settling it he for was. us. And that's okay. where he originally was too. I was the one that was on the fence. Like, should we have another? Should we not? Should okay. we have another? I could, but I don't need to. But I could have another. Babies are fun. I would love another baby. But then we're talking about another 18 years of life that we're raising a child. Do we want that? And he was kind of settled on, no, four is plenty. Like okay. four, is, my hands are full, your hands are full, four is enough. Okay. Then we got pregnant. And so when that was not, and not, that when that was gone, it was kind of, like he was just ready to just like, yeah. Be, be good. Be and fine be with the four. And move on to and a new I chapter. And I was more of a process to kind of like yeah, find sure. what was right. Okay. So my experience, um, to give you a little background. So you come from a family of five girls. We've said that before, uh-huh. Lauren. I come from a family where it's just me and a brother. So just two of us. Um, we've talked a lot about it, but we very different. I wasn't sure... A, if I, I mean, I always had hoped I would get married, but I was the last one to get married of all of my friends. Like, um, I had started a career and things like that. Um, I never wanted a lot of kids. I will be honest and say that right now. I never wanted more than three for sure. Yeah. Purely because it scared me. Like it seemed just kind of chaotic and like uncontrollable and how in the world can like one mom manage so many bodies and like keep them safe and protected and all the things. And so I had my first, my first daughter and literally like in the hospital, I knew I, I had another one. Like we were like, yep, we've got or we've got another one we're going to have, you know, we waited two years. We got pregnant with Landon Again, I had the exact same feeling in the hospital. Oh, I knew yeah. that I had a third there for me, like waiting for me kind of thing, you know, like uh-huh. I was supposed to have a third. Um, the discussion was always with my husband and I, like, I think we both intuitively knew that we were supposed to have three children. Like we were, we wouldn't be complete without the third. That's kind of how we felt. We were kind of getting into a groove of the four of us and it felt good and it felt comfortable, but it was like something was kind of gnawing at us. Like, no, I kind of feel like we're unresolved. Like we're not complete yet. And so literally I can remember it like to the day, you guys, to the hour almost, like us being in our bedroom, it was July, like making the decision, like, okay, let's just do it. We know we're, we know we're supposed to have another one. We need to just like pull the trigger on it. Let's do it. Crank it out. We decided to, you know, not wait super long because I didn't want to be in the baby stage for a long time just because I found it so exhausting and, you know, all of that. So we did, we decided to have our third and literally after I gave birth to Luke, I was just so at peace. Like immediately, I felt like we were whole. We were mm-hmm. our family. This is how we were supposed to be. I did not have any yearning ever one more time to have another baby ever. Oh, see, Even yeah. when I would hold a friend's baby, like I felt so good and done and like content. Right. I did. Right. Like immediately in That's the hospital. Amazing. And I soaked him in and I enjoyed him and I like held on to all the baby moments and I knew that was going to be my last and I enjoyed it, you know? So I don't know. And I think I had, like you said, like, I think I had come to a closure before I got pregnant again. Like, 
Okay, this oh, is Oh, I it. would agree. With and it, I, yeah. I, like, I remembered viewing him my last, my last pregnancy, my last baby, like totally absorbing it all. And, and then when I got pregnant, I think it just raised so many questions again for me. Like, because I think, again, like I said, I could have. But then when that happened, it was like, okay, wait, what's what, 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 what? And I will say this. This is my opinion. And by no means, please, please, please do not make a life choice on what I'm about to say. But I think until you have like some form of birth control done. So for me, I had a tubal. You guys had a vasectomy, mm-hmm. an IUD, whatever it might be. I think as long as you're kind of like doing the month to month birth control thing, you're kind of leaving the door open in yeah. your head. I think you're kind of in, you're, you might be well, considering Well, even emotionally, it. like you know what I'm it's saying? still on the table. I think, yeah, exactly. I think it's really hard to kind of resolve those feelings as a female, knowing that there's an option. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? The, the Whether you want it or not. Totally. I think it's just really hard to kind of close that door and move on to another chapter if you kind of have this lingering possibility sure. in the background. Sure. Whether it's desired or not. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like... Me, at least, knowing that a unplanned pregnancy could happen and that that could be a reality, that could, like, yeah, affect me. I, I just feel like that door is closed now for me and I've moved on. You yeah, know? right. So I always say to people, if you're questioning it, you might still need another one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah right. I know. <laughs> I, I know. know. It's, a, it's a really, really hard decision. It's a hard decision. And I think I'm the weird one. I think most people I talk to, they really struggle with it. They really do. Don't you think? Yeah. but uh, Until but, you hit your crazy point. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, there's like days, like I said, like there are days where I'm like, oh, another baby would be fun. Right. It'd be fun. And what I, it'd be fun to see my kids older with a baby. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, but that's also like another child. Like we're not just talking like a fun little play date. It's like forever 18 years of that. And I don't know if I want necessarily that. So I know. it's, yeah, it's a big one for sure. It is. I know. Okay. Well, here, I'll give you the next question. Okay. Um, We have like two or three different ones kind of spanning over this, but um, people want to kind of hear about adult friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women have trouble with that. And then another one kind of mentions how to make girlfriends in a new place. And then another one says, do you both make friends as adults easily? I think adult friendship is in general as a topic. So we're kind of like across the board had some friendship questions okay what's the first one <laughs> well I, I think I, I think they're all just saying how do you make friends how do we make how friends? do we view adult friendships yeah how do we maybe um you know so okay I'll give you my view on adult friendships I said this to you back in college Lauren I'll say it again today my grandmother told me one day I think when I was in high school or something having some sort of drama whatever um she pretty much said to me the friends that you have now, they're your friends because they were forced to be your friends. Like you were put with them in a class. You, They are your friends. They will be for life. But when you become an adult, when you get to be to college, you have the freedom to choose your friends. Right. And you will create your village and you will create your you know, family, essentially, your friendships. And that has stuck with me forever that it very much is forced upon you to some degree when you're in your youth because it's kind of the luck of the draw, what classroom right. you end up in, yeah. what what church you end up in, what neighborhood you end up in. It's kind of like you're thrown together with a bunch of kids, right? But when you're an adult, 
you have different interests. You might be more of a gym rat. You might be religious. You might be, you well, know, whatever. And you, you find kind of your have person. the freedom to choose how you spend your time. And Whereas you a get child, to be an adult. You don't. Right. Exactly. And so it's like you can really choose who you spend your time with. And exactly. Whatnot. So, um, so I think that might sound intimidating to some people because, like, when you're a child, it's kind of done for you. When yeah. you're an adult, it is kind of on you to seek out friendships and to cultivate friendships to some degree. Definitely. Um, um, I mean, obvious ways I would suggest and how I still make friends to this day is just at the like in my neighborhood, going on walks, like being at the park, talk to people. Just don't be afraid to say hi and put yourself out there. Definitely. And ask questions. Oh, like and and in all honesty, you're going to have find something in common with people. If you're living close by, you're going to put some connection together, something. And then I would say exchange numbers, especially if you have children around the same ages, get their number and just kind of start texting occasionally. Yeah. Or like, hey, I'm going to have a few people over, whatever you guys want to stop by and just like kind of casually get the ball rolling that way. You know Definitely. what I mean? It sounds funny, like your mom dating kind of, right? Right, right. Um, but I mean, I definitely have made friends through my children right. where, and it is kind of the thing of like, you just have to put yourself out there and make the text, text people, email people, find out birthdays, just be thoughtful, like just being like remembering important days for people. You're really good at this, Lauren, like celebrating them on their birthday. Like if, if you're trying to be somebody's friend, right. And it's their birthday, shoot them a text, making them feel special. Happy birthday, girl. Like go get them a cookie and drop it by. Even if you're not best friends, like still do it and they'll appreciate it. And I can say that I've met a new girl in my um, church and neighborhood and she has like I've seen those little efforts from her, mm-hmm. and I and I've tried them back too. But it, um, but like she, you can see the intention yes. and the effort, and I can totally appreciate that because totally. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can tell she wants to be my friend, and I want to be her friend. I really do like this girl, yeah. and she seems really cool. And so I'm like, I want to return the effort, totally. and I want to get to know her. And so and and I think it's easy for us to kind of get into your day to day and, 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 and it's hard because you only have so much time in a day too. It's true. You have such limited time as a mom, as a, as you know, maybe working or what, and your husband. So you really have to kind of value those friendships because you don't have a lot of time. And I think that's one thing like we've talked about too, is like, it's almost quality over quantity. Yeah. Like it's fun to know everybody in the neighborhood and have like, but like you really want to have like quality friends that you can count on and lean on. And yes, that takes time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put in the effort, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing in our adulthood. It is a two way street. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to have a good friend, you got to be a good friend too. 100%. And so yeah. you, you have to put in the effort and, and sometimes like I said, it might be more quality having three or four really good, solid people you can rely mm-hmm. on over, you know, 15 friends along Agreed. the street. Yeah. And I will say just now that I'm 34, about to be 35, I would really take the opportunity like as a younger mother or like in your younger adult years, because I mean, let's be honest, like you just have, it seems really busy, like, but when your kids are really small and you can do play dates and like you're not running to school activities and you're doing all the extracurricular stuff, I feel like a lot of bonding time with my friends came over play dates with kids because that's such a non-threatening environment where yes. you're just sitting there watching your kids play and you it get totally to talk is. about life and TV and food and like all your interests. 
it's just not very threatening, you know, like. Well, and I would agree that I think my closest friends are some of my closest friends because they do know my kids. Mm -hmm. I have like a few different friend groups from over the years. And I would say our specific group of friends, Sarah and I's, I think they're my closest group of friends is because they know me so well, but they also know my family so well. Right. And since that is our day to day and our kids and everything, like that's really important to me. And right. I feel like I can, you know, say something or vent or ask for help or whatever, because they, they know my family so well too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a big core too. I mean, not always. You want to be your Agreed. own self. You want to yeah. be your own woman. You want to have your own friends and adult conversation. But there is something to be said too of like bonding as like friends and kids. Like yeah, kids, like you said. Absolutely. absolutely. I think like kids are a really easy way. And then again, like if you are trying to kind of strengthen a friendship or a relationship, like and you if you see that person is in need, ask to help them yeah like that absolutely. goes so far so, like if we you, don't like to ask for help no. let's be real it's oh hard to it's really hard to like have the courage to do that yeah and like and like the smallest things like if she says oh I've just got a headache today like whatever maybe go say hey let let Jimmy come play at my house yeah, for two exactly. hours you go take a nap or like, drop a cookie and a soda right. at the door or something Anything. just like know or that like, you care yeah or like take them dinner one night yeah. just something to like show like, hey, I want to be your friend. You no, know what I mean? I and th- I feel like that goes so far. And honestly, if that person is open to receiving a new friendship, I feel like they will reciprocate it. Totally. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like if you do keep beating a dead horse with well, somebody kinda, and I've yeah. done that before. Yes, yeah. Very it kind of weeds out the bad. It kind of does. <laughs> and, and then you can kind of have that quality over. Like no quantity. joke. I've tried super hard. hard with some people so, in my life. To be their friends. To and, be their friend. And, and it just, just doesn't yeah, happen. It, like right. we're just not going to mesh. It's like we're never going to be besties and that's right, fine. That's right. okay. Um, and so, yeah. But I think adult friendships, yeah, it's tricky, but what do you yeah. think about being couple friends, friend couples? Yeah, couple I friends. think it's rare to, yeah. to where, to where um, both are totally in sync with each totally. other. Yeah, But I it do. is fun when you can find a couple that you just totally mesh exactly. with. Exactly. Like when we moved into this new house, um, our neighbors across the street, we really jived with both of them. And it was just fun to double date. And granted, we mm-hmm. didn't see each other super ton, even though we live so close. Yeah. But it was really fun to just be able to like be ourselves around all four of a mix, which Agreed. doesn't always happen. No, it Man doesn't. and woman and yeah. all that. So that's fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. to, to close up, I think, again, like you said, putting yourself out there, trying, making the effort. Be a good friend. Ask for have help. Have a good friend. Yep. Ask for help. Um, well, and we didn't answer this one. One of them asked, do you think you make friends as adults easily? Do you think you make friends easy? No, I think it's harder now. Yeah. I think it's harder now for sure. And I think women can sometimes feel very defeated by this or like can like, you know, be hard on themselves about it because I just think we're very wrapped up in 50 different things. And if that's school, um, the kids, mm-hmm. you know, problematic kids, your husband, husband, mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. job, so many things. So to put friends, it's kind of like we said in the last episode, self-care is kind of the bottom of the list yeah. and like friends kind of fall in that, like having a girl's night. I mean, I had another friend tell me like she hadn't had like a girl's night, like a break, like that kind of thing in like a long, long, long time. And I was like, no, that's not okay. Let's go to dinner then. Like you need that break. You need that socialization. You need that like adult like interaction. Every woman needs that. Totally. So I think you kind of have to carve that time out for yourself, but then also 
it involves effort and yeah. it does. The other thing I was going to say really quickly, because it just sprang to mind, is because so much happens over text message these days when, especially in those early, like, let's say relationship moments where you're kind of like getting to know people. Texting is just such a weird thing. Like people almost have a texting personality. Would you, yes. would you agree? Yes. Like, like necessarily how you text. Oh, I don't so know if it's different than it, you. No, I know it is, but it doesn't reflect who you are as a person. Yeah, That's what I, would I'm saying. I would agree. I would agree. Like you Siri a lot. I can tell. Yes. I don't ever use Siri. Yes. Ever. I, I do like punctuation. She's emoting. All of it. She's yeah. making sure I, she's expressing Yes. Herself. I want to make sure everybody understands <laughs> the emotion behind it. Yeah. And you feel no pressure in regards to time necessarily. Oh, I know. I, I no, it's okay. About that. No, no, no. Don't feel bad about that. What I'm trying to say to people is if... If you're putting your own texting personality onto somebody else that you don't know, yeah, that can be detrimental. Yeah. Don't think like, oh, she's not texting me back right now. She doesn't like me, or she doesn't want to talk to or me, or she or she doesn't like what I said. She or doesn't something. like what she's I said. She's thinking about what I'm saying. She's oh, no. offended by what I said. Yes. Whatever. Don't put that on it. Yes. it's not about that. Yes, you don't know her. She doesn't know you. Chances are she's busy. She totally. read it. She didn't want to respond at the moment. Totally. She'll get back to you tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm dead serious no, right I'm now. I'm laughing at myself. I'm dead serious I'm so right bad. now. No, because people probably come at me like, whoa, calm down, girl. Like, I'm all in. Like, first, yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Hey, how's it going? Like, I'm like so over the top, probably. But what I'm saying is like, as with any relationship, testing, texting is just, ugh, is ugh. I know. Like, don't judge a relationship off of a text message. No. Like, I, keep I trying that's a great point. is my yeah. point. Keep trying. Even oh, yeah. if, like, it's forgotten once, maybe, and she didn't respond, try again. Don't yes. give up. Yes, I agree. If you hit it, or if you hit it, <laughs> if you try three or four times and you're still getting, like, you know, what is that called? One Ghosted? word answers yeah. denied. <laughs> just move on. I don't know. Yeah. I, but yeah, yeah, I just I wanted agree. to say that because I think that's really common these yeah. days. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's another one? My phone just locked. Oh, here. Um, okay, me too. How to make girlfriends in a new place. We didn't talk about that. Well, and I think we covered yeah, that. The, the park gym, church, and, park, school. And just putting yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, if it's a new place or just... The checkout line at Target, yeah. Starbucks, whatever. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Breaking a chat. I mean, right. even, yeah, putting okay. yourself out there. Okay, here's one. I want to know all of your cleaning routines. What's your cleaning routine, Lauren? I wish I had a routine. I don't. I just clean like... My kitchen every day is a constant, obviously. I, the counters and the dishes. And honestly, I feel like I'm mopping my floor every other day. I took my friend Mallory's advice over at Classic Clutter. She was telling me, I'm like, I just need like a simpler, faster floor routine. And she recommended the um, Swifter Wet Jet. She's mm. like, I actually really like it. And if you just want to like really mm. quick, like wipe the floors, like between mega mops, which I feel like I'm mopping every three to four days. Mm. Um it, it, I bought it the other day and it, it's helped. Yeah. I, I also am thinking I need to get like a steamer, but like kitchens every day, I probably like do like the main bathroom stuff every week to 10 days. And then of course, all of the like cleaning clothes away, toys away. Yeah. I like done every day. I want all the spaces straightened up. Yeah. Um, vacuuming is sporadic. Mm -hmm. It's like on need as need, needed as needed which is almost every other day to be yeah, honest I, I feel know. like my living room um even so the there's hallway. no point so what I'm hearing you say is there's no like 
point in time where you just lock it down for six hours and crank it all out? No, there it's are more days. like well, I will admit that I was just saying this to my friend. I feel bad saying this, but the days that I work, mm-hmm. when I come home, it's it's rough. Mm-hmm. And my sitters, it's like I, I she's like my friend was telling me, you need to like make a to do list for the center. You're mm-hmm. paying them to be there, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like, um. I come home and I just feel like the next day I'm almost cleaning the house a good three, four hours Mm -hmm. for the next day, just kind of catch up. So I will say, yes, I do gun it out sometimes. I'm like vacuuming. I'm wiping it down. The fingers are all over the glass doors again. It just depends the days that I want to care and I don't. Right. Like, okay, I want to put in four hours and I want to get this done because it's gross again. Or I just don't have the energy today and I'm not going to do it today. No, totally. Dang it. I guess I'm just going to wipe the counters off again. I know. So... I'm going to be 100% transparent and honest. I, for many, many years, cleaned my own house. Yeah. I've worked full-time now for how many years? Three? Three, yeah. three years, maybe. And last year, I finally decided to get help with my house. And so I have someone come. I'm, like, embarrassed to say this, but she no. comes weekly now. Yeah. Only since quarantine started. No, I used to so have great. her come twice a month. So she would just come twice a month and, like, deep clean, do, you know, all the everything, essentially, bathrooms, windows, stuff. But, like, man, since quarantine, I just feel like it's extra bad every yeah, week. Yeah, well, just home all day long. And I think yeah. maybe Luke with the potty training, like there's literally pee all over my toilet like yeah. every week. And it's and not that I can't do it. I absolutely can. But it kind of became a discussion with me and my husband of like, okay, where is your time best served? Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Is it at the office working? Is it here cleaning? Is it this, that, whatever? So like we did decide to do that. And it's been a huge huge relief from me. And that's a huge thing you can totally justify though. When you're working full time, I totally find that totally valid. Yeah. And, and so, I even I even use her girl maybe once a month too. When I just feel I've I'm falling behind. Yeah. I'm behind. I'm overwhelmed. Right. Like we have a busy week. I just need help too. And I really don't think there's anything wrong with even if you once a quarter do it. Oh, like I just treat to yourself. Just treat to have a little yourself. break and help. Like have someone come in and do the light fixtures the and things the baseboards you don't do and yes. like all of the, the little things clean. where the grime starts to build up that you just don't want to do. I want to speak though really quick because I actually love to clean. I yeah, you do. I love it, you guys. Like if I, I'm not a cook, like when I'm stressed out, you will find me vacuuming my floors. No joke. Like if I am in a high, high stress situation, I want to go vacuum, make beds. I have to like stay busy or I find myself like getting anxiety really bad. Totally. So I start cleaning because it's like a an instant reward for me. I'm able to like sit and enjoy like at least the peace in my home of it not feeling chaotic, even though I feel chaotic inside. It's like I can be settled on the outside. Do you know what I'm saying? It's weird. That's deep. It is deep, but it's very real for me. I'm not kidding. Like I feel like if my house is in a mess and then I'm feeling like that on the inside, it just amplifies it. Oh, I know. I just rage. (laughs) Yeah. But like if I can kind of get my my home and like my outside somewhat settled, my headspace can kind of start to take it down a notch. Yeah. So anyway, I say all of this because before a year ago I cleaned every house I've ever lived in and I loved it, but very different from you. I knocked it out 
all in one jolt. So I would pick like a Saturday, I would wake up early, and I felt like I went did a workout by the end of that day, I would be sore, sweaty, like burning some calories. And I just like gunned it out. I had a process where I would start, I would go and I would dust the entire house. I did not do room to room. So I would do, she's asking for methods, like techniques. So I would do like dusting first, then I would switch to glass. Then I would go from bathroom to bathroom and I would knock out bathrooms, you know, and then I would make beds, clean sheets or like clean the sheets, make the beds. And then um, the very last thing would be um, vacuuming and then mopping the floors always. Awesome. Yeah. And so I did it like very systematically, not room to room, which I've observed my cleaner she does room to room like and that blows my mind like she literally will dust windows like vacuum a room and then move on to the next room and well, I'm I think like huh. maybe because it's two stories I don't like know. going up and down with the glass glass it's just the so different vacuum. from how I do it yeah because I like go around the whole house doing what I'm doing at that moment you know what I mean right and so it, I've watched her literally and I'm like oh wow okay that's funny I I go through mixed feelings of exactly what you just said I think there was early on in my life because that's how we grew up too like Saturdays were the day we knocked it out and it was set for the week type thing and like there's something I really love about that just like knocking it out feeling accomplished the house is clean but I think when my kids have been little like and I think I did that early on like when my first was little Mm -hmm. when I was didn't have babies but I think for me with now that I've had like little kids and we're finally slowly coming out of this stage now but I feel like I have to take it little by little because honestly it's like ruined or destroyed in the next like day or two anyways yeah like I feel like like even when I had the cleaning gal come kind of recently I mean, no joke, two days later, I was like, okay, the fingerprints are all over the French doors again. The floors, I need to mop them again. Like, oh, I'm yeah. already feeling that Maybe way. it's because your two kids days are later. in and out so much. Oh, my gosh. See, two days later. Aren't. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, both French doors are disgusting. Uh-huh. I need to do that. It was literally paid to be done two days ago. Uh, I'm mopping the floor within three days of that. That's no hard. joke. Yeah. I'm already doing more laundry. I'm already like, and that's where I kind of feel like, ah, that's where I'm like, yeah. if I can do two or three things a day, at least it feels like a little more. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll do this and tomorrow I'll do that. So maybe so. it just depends on the situation. Yeah. I will but say. But I do love the system and the idea, though, oh, of just knocking it out and it's done. Yeah. And it's I clean. mean, I will say I my kids, like, we try and pick up the house each night before we go to bed. Right. It definitely has not happened now that quarantine's been going on. I feel like we have not lived that law. But like in normal reality, we try and pick up before we go to bed. We try and put dishes away before we go to bed. We try and like make our beds in the morning. We try. Totally. I try. Okay. My bed has not been made in over a week. Does that shock you? Yeah, that does. Yeah, it shocks me too. Well, and I should say too, why I keep talking about mopping is my tile's really light. And so it shows like everything. Oh, it's like so the freaking Otter Pops have been my demise. Okay, I'm never buying a box of Otter Pops again. Just putting that out there. (gasps) If I see one more kid cut the top off, yeah, leave it on the counter Uh for like a flooded little green spot, Uh or I swear the days I come home from work, it's like as if they like had Otter Pops and they just walked around the floor and like (gasps) dripped. I mean, there's sticky, colorful spots just everywhere, and I'm like. What are you guys doing? I'm so done with the Otter Pops. Oh, I've never, I haven't ever bought Otter Pops. Pops. Don't do it. Stay away from it. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. But yeah, I could talk cleaning for hours. I mean, I think you just have to do what works for you. 
Yes. I don't know. Let's do one more. Okay. Well, I think people want to know what I do. Yeah, they do. So we probably need to answer that question. Yep. I I get this quite a bit and I like don't know how to respond to it because it's kind of, um, it's kind of a more technical job, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I work for a company where we broker fuel and tires and commodities for the transportation industry. I really enjoy it. And and it's fun. So. Yeah, that's perfect. She's mom boss. But it's just awesome. kind of hard to explain to people who aren't in trucking or the transportation industry. So I'm like, how do I get into this on Instagram? How and, do I explain this? And probably like <laughs> the last thing they really think you're doing. I know. Is, you know, it's, you know, selling fuel to it's super, trucking companies. It's super technical. So, but, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So. But that's awesome. I'm a geek at heart, you yeah. guys. No. Yeah, she, she. I really am. She is very talented in the technical you know, computer world. She, we are self-produced thanks to her. So she's very good at it. I love, I love techie things. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you have any other, we're running super tight. No, yeah. Let's do our hit and misses. Okay. Thanks you guys Um, for submitting those. I know we'll do more down the road. Um, okay. Let's do our hit. Tell me your hit for the week. Oh, my hit is just, I would say my Evelyn. She, my only girl and she's second oldest and she is just, I mean, I feel just very grateful to have her. She's very, very helpful. She's very considerate. And with these rough and tough boys, these three boys that I have, I mean, I really couldn't ask for a better daughter. She's just very sweet and playful and fun, but yet she's very concerned about me and very concerned how I feel all the time. She's such a good balance. (laughs) Like she can roll with them. It shocks me. Yeah, she can. Like how she can like keep up with them yeah right but then she's also such a girly such girl. a girly girl when she's like around Kate oh totally and, and she's like so excited because I told her she could do my makeup when I come Aww. home today Aww. and it's funny because she I think that this quarantine even more so she's become very like attached to me and Aww. I think because I'm the only like I'm a mom obviously but then she's like she literally said to me yesterday I don't know who I love more, you or Jesus. <laughs> I'm like Evie. I'm like, you love Jesus more, but oh I, I, I appreciate that. No, she's thing. just like very sweet. And like, I think through the quarantine, she's very, not, she hasn't become clingy, but she's been very um, dependent on yeah. me. And so when I've had to leave for like podcasts at night or even these work days more so, it's more aware, apparent to them because they were out of school for two months. Like these were all things that I'd be doing while they were at school. And so she feels like, you've been gone a lot. Where are you going? Oh, you're mm-hmm. going again tonight so she gets really sad when I leave but um, but no she's just she's very she's sweet and yeah she's the best and we get to find out about the girls with dance just in a few days I know and fingers crossed yeah <laughs> yeah we're excited all right well my hit I don't think I've said this on here and it shocks me is that my baby Luke is full-on swimming oh yeah he is oh my like gosh full-on you guys, he just turned three. He's like three. a little fish. Yeah. He just turned three and he's my earliest swimmer and he is so good. That's Lauren. awesome. He can swim the length of our pool, like underwater, all of it. Really? Like, like, yeah. I mean, coming up for breaths, obviously, but he's a really good swimmer. And like, there's just so much peace that comes with oh, that. Oh, knowing that, that because, we're finally out of that stage. Yeah, totally. exactly. Like I, because I'll be honest, like I thought this summer was going to be like the summer Still where I was going to struggle. Stress. Because, yeah. you know, you always have that one where they like don't want to wear the floaty. They think they're old enough and they can yes. swim, but they can't really swim. You really have to and be And you're fighting totally, them about yeah. it. Yeah. And so I was like gearing up for like, 
that. And oh my gosh, I just am blown away at like, I know I'm tooting my horn here, but like, he's so good. Now you've been doing swim lessons for both the boys. We for have. For what? The last a year, year or two? Probably. Year? Okay. That was my husband's thing. He really just, I don't even know why he got them in swim. He, no, we went well, once you can never week. start too early. I don't think. Like, we went once hey, a week and I, you know what? It probably I think has paid off. One of our earlier episodes, I talk about them screaming yes. at the pool, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I remember that. Oh my yep, gosh, yep, that's yep. so funny. He was the screamer. Like and he hated it. Yep. And he is just such a fish now. Like, oh, that's so fun. And it's just such a comfort to like, oh, okay. No, it is. I can oh like gosh. go pee and nobody's going to No, drown, no, right. Absolutely. Know? That's so huge. That's my hit. That's I, so good. Yeah. Okay. What's your miss? Um, My miss is... I just am feeling, we've been talking about aging a lot, but I'm just feeling it, man, down in the bones of my body. Yeah, what's going on with you? I don't know. Like, I tweaked my back about two weeks ago, so my lower back is still a little funky. Like, it's still just enough soreness that it's bugging me. It's not like pain, pain like it was 10 days ago. And then my neck, you guys, my neck, I swear, my neck's been bugging me, though, for a few months. It's not, again, enough where I'm like, I can't function right but it's uncomfortable you're aware of it I'm aware of it and I feel like I've woken up like I keep waking up just so sore Mm -hmm. and so I actually will put this out there my father-in-law is a chiropractor and I've asked him a few times like what kind of pillow should I be sleeping on but I'm gonna put this out if anyone has any recommendations of like I do well hello your pillow that you bought yeah changed my life wait tell me which one it was again it's the Tempur-Pedic Tempur-Pedic it was like $100, but yes. the best $100 I've ever spent. No joke. And it doesn't hurt your neck? No. I have chronic neck Is it neck square, pain. squared out? Is it like a squared out edge or is it no. rounded? No, it's kind of a rounded. And it it's looks foamy. like a normal pillow, but it's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's the Tempur-Pedic material. It's like not memory foam. It's like their own patented stuff. But oh my gosh, like I had chronic neck pain because I type so much. Right. I'm at the computer so much. I feel like I get this like tension up in my neck muscles. I've gotten it for 10 years and... Oh, it's just changed my life. Yeah, it was good. Okay, then maybe yeah. you need to resend that to me. Yeah, maybe I we'll give it to you guys. We need to put it out there. No, but because if anybody my else neck, has like yeah, recommendations. My neck is, I feel like I'm just not sleeping right mm. on it or something, or it's just amplified mm-hmm. through the night where how I'm sleeping and then I wake up just all the well, more Well, what sore. do you sleep on now? Oh, just random pillows. Whatever. Like I, yeah, we have like seven pillows in our bed, and they're all different brands, and they're all different. Wait, you have seven pillows in your bed right now? We do. For some reason, we have like a lot of pillows. Why? Right now. And then George has this big long body pillow he awesome. stole from his mom's house, <laughs> and I'm like, this is the worst pillow ever, and he like loves it. It's like literally like six feet long, and I'm a like, pregnancy and pillow? I'm like, yeah, why? And he like like sleeps all tangled up in it, and then I have like two or three random other pillows that I literally kind of rotate through the night. For my head like oh my I'm gosh. like I want a firmer no I need it softer oh, like no. I'm like going through all these things through the night so I, I I'm i gonna buy myself that period. you need to just send me the yeah, thing I'm buying to. it because um, I need are it. you a back or side or stomach sleeper it's both and I I'm more prone to I'm side actually I okay. will say I'm a side sleeper. yeah me too I'm more prone to my back but I find myself rolling to my stomach just to like Relieve the pressure. The pressure, exactly. And so like lately it's been all over the place. And not to mention Caleb coming in half my night still. So that's like, okay. And not (laughs) to mention we're getting old. And we're getting old. It just makes me feel all the more old. When you wake up moaning, you know you have a problem. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. Well, my miss is um, 
I, I feel like throughout quarantine, the COVID stuff, I've just become extra slack and like lazy with food and my children. And I mean oh, like junk food. Yeah. Like yeah. it has been wheels off at my house. Like I don't even care anymore. It's just I'm like, literally like whatever. Go yeah. get it. I don't even care what you can find. Go yeah. do it. Leave me alone. Um, it's bad. And like I'm pointing at my husband right now in the other room he like notices and he gets on to me big time. He's like, really? Do you want them to have diabetes? Like, and I'm like, stop. Yeah. I right. Can't. I'm sorry. Like, yes, they like sugary things. You did too as a kid. Right. I'm sure you did. The darn otter pops. <laughs> right. The otter <laughs> pops. No, but it's just something I really need to like get a handle on ASAP. And are you talking more of like meal? It's like the dishes junk. or it's all the junk all the that I buy. Stuff. Yeah. I buy a lot of snacks, but it's because my kids do not fly through them. Like your kids fly through snacks, you've said. Mine eat like two a day, maybe. It's And Luke, maybe none. Like it's not bad. So I end up buying like a big box of um, graham crackers or like, I don't know, the mini muffins or whatever. And they're just eating like junk. And I know it's junk. I don't know. It's bad. I know. I know. I, I've been trying to push more fruit. Yeah. I'd be like, if they say I'm hungry, I'd say, okay, a banana or yeah. an apple. I tried to do that first. You're really good at the I know. Uh, smoothies. I know. That's a great uh, like I've option. Gotten, I've gotten lazy about it lately. I need to like get on it. Again, yeah. it's like for some reason with quarantine, I'm sleeping later. Oh, yeah. Like well, I'm not they, getting I, no, up like I used to. Weird. We're not on the school schedule. Oh. Like there's something with that where the mornings just become so wills off and I just don't know what's going on and everything is like okay go grab a bar grab a granola bar like I gotta get out the door get a yogurt you know whatever so I don't know I just feel like I need to like really really refocus on that I understand that for sure and I do get a handle on it so man look at that time we're doing good okay right at 59 oh okay. good good um okay well that will do us for this episode um We love sitting here and chatting with you. And we will be back next Monday with a brand new episode. Um, Hopefully. (laughs) I know. You guys, we are like mapping out our summer. And it's like a little crazy. Well, it's not. It is and it isn't. We just happen to be like just staggered enough that it makes things complicated. We're not doing too much this summer. No, but but yeah. We're going to try to be here every Monday. We really, really are. And I think 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 we can make it happen. I hope so. We'll try. But um, yeah, if you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast, please go leave us a rating and a review and share us with your friends if you don't mind. You can find us on social media at the Mom Boys Podcast and feel free to write us, send us any more questions you might have. Absolutely, right. And um, we will get back with you. Okay. All right. We will talk to you next week. Yes, later. Thank you.